What up? This is Yinka Dez. Peace. This is Outlaw. And you listen to the 80s Babies Podcast. And on today's episode, we got to make it a classic. Yes, sir. This time for Jewel's debut album. Okay. From Me to You, released <laughs> August 19th, 2003. Yes, sir. Do you want to do like the Where Were You? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, where were you? This would be right before my third year in school. Which okay. means that the singles probably start coming out towards the end of my second year mm-hmm. um, uh, in school. And obviously by school, we're talking about college here. And this is probably around the time when I started steering away from hip-hop music. Um, not with the angst. Not with mm-hmm. any kind of like uh, disgust. But you this were just, is just delving just, into other types of I was of del- music. delving into other right. things. So what was going on is... During the summer, I would work for my mother's boyfriend, Mm -hmm. who was an electrical contractor. And so all of these guys, you know, they're all, you know, smoke all the time, listen to classic rock, listen to whatever. Right. So they're they're either bringing in their albums to listen to while we're doing our work or we're Mm -hmm. listening to, you know, Big 100.3 and 94.7 back when it was a classic rock station. And so Uh the thing is. I actually grew up listening to a lot of classic rock because that's what my father listened Mm -hmm. to. Um, Yeah, he listened to some of the soul stuff in the 60s and 70s, or not the 70s, 50s and 60s rather. Um, But he listened to a lot of classic rock music. And so I'm hearing this music at the time and I'm like, oh, I remember this Led Zeppelin song. I remember this Beatles track. Let me go back and listen. So I'm starting to listen to a lot of classic rock. And then at the same time too, I was also getting into a lot of beats on my own, making Mm -hmm. making my own beats. And so one of the first places I started to go back to wasn't so much soul music, but was more specifically jazz music. And after I listened to a few jazz albums, I started to actually like it. So around this time, I'm listening to classic rock and I'm starting to listen to a lot of jazz music. And I'm listening to less and less hip hop. Um, And I'm starting to make more beats on my own. I'm still listening to hip hop, but this wasn't one of those albums that I really digested. This was something that my roommates we're listening to mm-hmm. uh, or my friends from New York would listen to and so you know the few of them that had cars we'd go to the parties and yeah. I hear something that they're playing and we go to the parties and some of these songs are, are coming on you're mm-hmm. DJing some of them so <laughs> that was pretty much all I got from this album but I do remember the whole Dipset wave yeah. was a really really big oh, deal yeah. Um, wearing pink and Cameron <laughs> and yo doggy 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 whatever. Right. Uh, that's what I remember. So that's where I was during right. this time period. Where where yeah. were you? So I'll take it back a year earlier. Okay. Um, I'm a first year a freshman in college. Right. This is coming um, out at um, the end of your first year. Well, this actually came out my second year at the beginning of the right, right, right. But yeah, yeah, but yeah. but I'm taking it back a year because mm-hmm. um, I'm a freshman in college. And the single Hey Ma comes out. Yeah. yeah. And uh, at the time, I mean, it just was talking about what we thought our life was, right? Like we're we're, we're we first years in college. Nice. We're trying to holler at girls. You know, he says, I'm 18 and live a crazy life. I'm 18. I'm living a crazy life. No, like no, I'm Jewel's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, uh, you know, he 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 spits his his verse on um on I think was he on Oh Boy or he was just he in was video? on Oh Boy Oh Boy and then also Hey Ma yeah and that's kind of our introduction to like really Jewels I guess yeah. I mean I guess you also had diplomatic immunity but um you know we're kind of excited about about hearing more from Jewels like Who's we we folks that love hip hop I don't know I I liked okay. I I 
was in the minority in that I thought that Cameron was overrated. Um, I thought okay. computers, Putin, and all that stuff was was whack. Um, <laughs> but I but I thought that Joel's guest verses were all shine shining verses. So yeah. I was a, I was a fan of Joel's himself, okay. um, and so I wanted to hear what his album was gonna sound like. That's fair. Fast forward to August nineteenth, two thousand and three. Uh, Joel's uh, album finally comes out, and so I'm a second year in college. I remember I had some course, and I th- think you might have taken history of jazz. I took history no, of African music. I was actually told not to take history of jazz, even though yeah, I heard it was hard, I, which was dumb <laughs> because I was listening to people who didn't give a fuck about right, music. They're right. like, "Oh, it's an easy course," and then yeah. I leave college and I'm like, "Why the fuck did I not take history exactly. of jazz?" I would have loved history, but of jazz. you know what it was. I mean, yeah. you were an engineer, I was an engineer. Yeah. Like, we needed our electives yes, to actually did. be we easy did. because we were getting our ass whooped by Diffie Q. We were, but, but it also would have been nice to have an elective that was relaxing as well. Like, That's come fair. on, you get yeah. to listen to jazz music as homework. Right. Come right, on, how, yeah. how great would that have been? Yeah, and it's was hilarious. So because like you said, ecology instead. You, you actually make shit. a really great point because I do remember everybody talking about how hard that class was and yeah. how, you know, they were they were like, yeah, man, you know, basically you come in for the first test and then he's just like, you know, who, what year is this song from or who is this from or whatever, but we would have killed, killed that killed shit. That we would have killed that class. Are you serious? Yeah, but, but we're, it's a bunch of folks that are like not out here seeking yeah, music the way we were seeking music. But anyway, but I was, you, it, it, it tells something else about like the fact that maybe there's certain opinions we should not have respected about yeah. music. And maybe it was the same people that tell us, oh, don't take history of jazz. Anyway, fair, go ahead. Fair, yeah. But uh, but so I took uh, I took African music or history okay. of African music, whatever that was. And so I just remember that distinctly because I was in this class with, and, and let me just go ahead and shout, shout old boy out. But I was in uh, this class with Brian. Uh, okay. He had a, a website called Hip Hop Game, which was, was popular at the time. Um, so DJ Seven Thirty, uh, you know, he was a uh, a blogger before we really blogs was really out like that. Okay. Um, he had a, a hip hop website called Hip Hop Game that he was one of the founders of, and I remember is it, it probably is. It was okay. it was one of the fairly popular ones. Right, um, cool. And uh, he, I remember we had a conversation. I was in this class. Eba was in this class. Angel was in this class. Jelani was in this class. That's, and, a, that's a thick lineup. And right Brian. There was in his class and i will never forget the day he came in and said chuel santana's debut is a classic it's the best <laughs> album that came out this year and i remember us all just rolling <laughs> laughing like who told you you could write about hip-hop music are you serious yeah. we were just we were like who is this guy mm-hmm. um but uh and then the, the the reason i actually wanted to do this joint um i was recently watching the joe button podcast and they were talking about uh, who's their top, you know, who's your top five, who's your top 20, who's your top 40. These dudes mentioned about 50 guys that were in their top 20 uh, MCs of all time. Um, and then they start talking about albums and they were talking about how Cameron is, is underrated, which I think from an overall perspective, I actually think Cameron is kind of underrated in terms of his legacy, okay. which we can talk about another time. But um, they had Cameron in their top 20. And they say Cameron had multiple classic albums. So I'm like, okay. So I'm, I, I, I tune in. Like, I'm like, okay, multiple classic. Let me, let me hear what, what, they're, what they're saying here. They said Confessions of Fire was a classic. Then they said that, uh, you know, Come Home With Me was a classic, which if, if you want to debate that one, I, I'll allow it. 
Yeah. But um, then they started talking about how Jewels, and I think someone mentioned also that he had a classic album in this album from me to you. It would be this one. Um, if it if it yes. was gonna be one, it would have to be this one. But then I was like, okay, well, this joint definitely had some redeemable stuff. It has some it redeemable was dope. Things on it, yeah. Um, but you know, classic. Let's see if we can make it a classic. Well, we I should want the challenge. And you know, with that. I remember when we first started this podcast yeah. and I was explaining it to Panama because I wanted him to come on and feature with right. some stuff. And he said, you know, the whole idea of making it a classic is a really good concept, uh-huh. but then how are we defining a classic? And yeah. you've actually asked that question a couple of times too. Mm-hmm. And if people think that this album is a classic and we're trying to make it a classic, at some point <laughs> we probably have to really figure out how we're defining things as a classic. Um, just because... You know, look, I'm not from New York. I'm not right. from Jersey. I'm not from the tri-state area. And even though a lot of my hip-hop listening experience is biased towards New York, mm-hmm. I think that there's like New York and then there's like New York, New York, Harlem, New York, right? <laughs> and like, I'm not about that. I don't recognize that. Okay. I don't I don't know what that feels like to be around that. And I think uh. that when I listen to Dipset in general, mm-hmm. I don't get that same kind of vibe or the same sense of i feel you pride yeah. that, that someone like sham feels oh when, my god she's watching Dipset right perform some misogynistic song like, right right you know what i mean like i, I just don't i don't feel now like you the gotta same shout way. her out because you because you dragged her but uh <laughs> but yeah i i i i feel you and 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 agree wholeheartedly um that i don't have that same affinity yeah but i think another thing you have to acknowledge when we discuss this album is you did talk about how this is kind of a time frame when you kind of started to walk away yes, from hip hop. Yes. This also is a time frame when people were doing the Kanye West production aesthetic, which mm-hmm. was very popular. And Dipset was one of the 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 founders and and people who really, really lived in this area of these chopped up soul samples, you know, um, the, the high pitched chipmunk vocals on yeah. records, et cetera. And I know that that's not something you're typically fond of. Uh, so. well, and it's so funny because when I was making beats, that's that was those were the kind of beats that I was trying to make. Right. Um, in fact, there's a few records on here that I know that my friends would have wanted me to make. Like when I was when I was messing around with acid, and I was messing around with samples. He's talking about a uh, production software, by yes. the way, not the drug. <laughs> yes, thank you, thank you. All right. Uh, I, I didn't even think about the drug. You're right. Um, yeah. When I'm sitting here messing around with acid and I'm showcasing my beats to my friends, right. they all understood. Like, look, like he's not a, a professional beat maker, so some of these things aren't going to be up to snuff. But they could all hear the concept that I was going for. Right. And sometimes they will come to me with a song. They're like, "Yo, chop this up." And I'm sitting here trying to make it creative. And they're like, "No, just do this. Just make it simple." <laughs> just do this and i could tell that there's songs on here that are really really simple samples and they're Mm. like yo outlaw you could have done this you definitely had a production aesthetic (laughs) that makes me understand why you like rjd2 so much yeah in that you at me when i produced i always produced as a rapper i was Mm -hmm. a rapper before i was a producer yeah so I produced in such a way that I was trying to leave space for my vocals. Yes, and you I never were producing really, in a way yeah, where you I were trying really to just make that. tracks that were yeah. just the track. Yeah, but uh, but we got way on a tangent here. Um, so we talked about the where were you? Um, you want to talk about critical reception? Sure. I think that look, if you liked it, you loved it, mm-hmm. and if you were mm-hmm. indifferent, you were just like okay. 
I think that if you were different, which I was, right. you recognize that this was a movement. This was a wave, and there were several different yeah. waves coming out around this time. Yep. The Rough Riders wave was was dying out. Right, right. Um, even the Rockefeller wave mm-hmm. was kind of dying out too, in the sense that there's two different sides of Rockefeller. Right. There's the side that Dane brought in, which is the Dipset. Yep. Which was not Jay-Z's decision, and I'll let you talk about that a little bit more if you uh-huh. want to, because sure. I don't know all those details. Sure, sure. Um, but you had, like, Jay-Z is starting to realize that, you know what? Mm-hmm. These label mates aren't working for me. You know what I mean? Like, he probably loves Beanie Siegel, he probably loves Memphis Bleak, and right. they were coming out with some more stuff. Right. Um, but I think that this is around the time where Jay-Z realizes, like, you know what? Like, yeah. that's just not really working. Right. Um... So he's bringing up Kanye, mm-hmm. uh, but look, the Rough Riders wave is dying out. The G Unit wave is coming up. Uh, the Dipset wave is there, mm-hmm. and I want to say South, the South Crunk. in general. Crunk. Yeah, because then you, you yeah. start getting everybody. You start getting, yeah. um, you know, Manny Fresh is, is and Birdman. They're they're staples. Wayne is starting to become a staple. Mm-hmm. You've got, um, you know, Pastor Troy is still doing his thing. Shout mm-hmm. out to Pastor Troy. Uh, you've got um, you got to mention Lil John and all, Lil, all exactly. I was just about song. to get there. Lil John, yeah. Yin Yang Twins. Um, what's out? What's uh, Andre's cousin? The um, oh, Young Bloods. Young Bloods. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Like, there's a whole Dirty South wave that's starting to come up too. Right. Uh, Jazzy Faye, Lil John production. Like, yeah. yeah, those are the waves that are that are coming in, and this was one of those moments. Right. This was one of those waves. Agreed. Uh, I think I think you you captured it pretty well. Right. We're in a climate where. Um, I don't know. It's like usually I think there's multiple different times, like when Biggie and Pac first passed away mm-hmm. and then we kind of got the rise of like the, the DMXs and, the, yep. and, you know, Jay and everything. Like this is another time where it's like kind of anybody can seize it because the, there's just so much change in right. the game. Um, Jay has kind of gotten to a place where he's telling us every summer he's going to retire. Right. Yeah. Like he he's he's on top, but he's not. He's not hungry like the like these other movements are right. that are there. He's kind of a little bit playing the executive role. Um, you have the fissure in Rockefeller where, yeah. you know, you got state property over here. Um, you know, uh, Beanie Siegel and all his Philly cats that are kind of right. the new young boys under Jay. And then, you know, the dip set that are in Rockefeller, but they're kind of just, they're their own thing. Yes, they're like, clearly their own yeah, thing. Yeah, they're like, we're doing our own thing. Um, it becomes beef later, but at this point in time, it's not beef. It's just, you know... Nah, we 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 doing us, y'all do y'all. Right. Like you said, G Unit is 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 up there. You know, all these different things are, are oh, there. And we should also mention this is right around the time when Jay Z did his thing with R Kelly, and R Kelly was killing uh, it. Right that, now. I think that was like the next year, or was it this year? It, it was around this time frame. Yeah, Look, yeah. R Kelly had released his double CD, the R, like uh-huh. before this, mm-hmm. but. This was around the time when he started doing like ignition and all those things like right, that. Right, right. Because I remember Chappelle Show, which was big around this time. <laughs> yeah. They had those ignition skits and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, look, that's not a very popular name. We don't need to get into it. But we just need to remind y'all, he was huge. Oh yeah, he was huge at this. I time. mean, he was killing everything. Oh, yeah. He had like the he was writing for other R and B artists. He was just he was killing it. At yeah. Um, but yeah, so you know, this record, like you said, um. This is around the time when people are kind of riding the different waves. Mm-hmm. If you're into crunk music, you're down with everything going on over there. Ti is also coming yeah. up, who we'll talk yeah. about later. Um, you know, and then he's on this know, album. The, he's on this album as well. And then these guys are in, and so 
if you we, we also have talked a little bit about how you know we went to uva and uva had kind of its own contingent of new yeah. yorkers and God. they were rabid dipset fans i mean people they were people pretty much thought they were in dipset that went to our school and so uh yeah i i, I remember that heavily is that they were just thirsty for anything dipset put out i mean dipset would put out a, a freestyle and and they're all saying it you know a mixtape uh, uh a skit just anything you know was just dipset fever um and i and i guess you as well we're not we're not on the the bandwagon no we and in i should piggyback lane. off of that point it actually mm -hmm. would have been really interesting to have one of our new york friends on yeah. this episode and the several that we've even shouted out in the past it would have been great features for this mm -hmm. but you know, that time frame, 2001 to 2005, would had to have been a great time to be from New York, oh, yeah. going to college in the South-ish, oh, yeah. right? Because <laughs> here's the thing, especially given how many black people were at UVA versus other public schools, right? Right? Like, you know, UVA, I, I tell this to my friends who went to HBCUs all the time, and you know, I never start these PWI versus HBCU arguments, but sometimes uh, I get in these conversations. And one mm. thing I always said is like, look, there were so many black people at UVA that mm. you could have a shit ton of black friends still like and not know almost half of us. And mm. like you didn't have to have any like white friends it's other real. than kids that you went to class with. And there were still mm. like a whole bunch of black. Like there was a really, really large yeah. African-American, African, West Indian community yeah. at UVA, yeah. right? And so in that context, obviously hip hop and R&B, like that's the music. right? And so in the 90s, yes, there was, you know, West Coast definitely had their thing and you had outcasts in the South, but really, you know, 90s hip hop was about New York and West Coast, in my opinion, getting in there when it can fit in. But like, mm. so you have all of us who grew up on Biggie, on Tupac, on even like the ruckus era mm -hmm. or whoever or wu-tang whatever so that's where we are going into college so right. we still have to debate hip-hop music with the the new york cats right right and so it's like that's where they're from so they kind of feel some ownership mm -hmm. then we come in and the first record is blueprint which is crazy right right and then you get this whole wave as well but then you get like this whole fashion sense like mm, that's real and, and, that's and the, the long white tees which i did have a few um but then the, the, the throwbacks jerseys and the, the and, the, and the fitted hats right and the air force ones and the jabot jeans and the the diesels <laughs> and all this stuff like and lacoste like all these like new york styles was just like everywhere in hip-hop and so like they owned in their mind i feel like they own the music they mm -hmm. own the style mm -hmm. and i remember my first year all these cats that were from the the dmv area who had their baggy jeans and tims were trashing all that shit for whatever the new york cats were wearing and it's That's just hilarious. like yo, they just felt like they owned it and i understand it mm -hmm. like it just would have been a great time to be from new york because ah i just remember like yeah yeah, I, I'm kind of going off on tangents here, but I just remember it was like if you were from New York, like you automatically had a certain amount of clout. Yeah. And you just had a certain amount of say so. So it's right. just like I had to kind of listen to them when it came to Jewels and Cameron and Dipset right. and all this stuff. So I think the critical reception here, right, just to take it back, was um, you had Dipset Santana Town. Mm -hmm. That song actually came out before this album. 
And um, and it was a part of this whole, you know, just there was like a dipset wave. You had, you know, oh boy, you had Hey Ma, you had Santana's Town. You just had records here and there that they were dropping that were just huge records. That was the one huge record off of this album. The rest of the album, I didn't really hear people talk too much about, but it was still right in lane with with dipset right mm-hmm. so if you're if you're a huge rabid dipset fan you probably knew every single song on here yeah if you're not a huge rabid dipset song you knew about santana's town and you didn't talk about any of the rest of it um last thing i'll i'll leave there is uh we had we uh, we kind of like you said i, I used to call uva like a small hbcu inside a big pwi <laughs> yes. right like yeah, 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 like yeah. like a lot of the black people we kind of all knew each other we had a sense of community um etc one of the things that we did because we were childish and we were in college was we would kind of break up by class uh-huh. and each class kind of had their own little click like you know our class is better than your class and all the classes we oh, kind of nicknamed baby. each other you know we had our nicknames and we called ourselves six set and okay. I actually came up with Six Set, and it was from Dipset Santana's Town. So whenever this song would come on at parties, when we were, for, you know, freshmen, because yeah, I think it came like out our freshman year, set. we'd be like Six Set. We, you know, throw it up <laughs> in the whole nine. Like so, that's like my fond memory of of that song. But um, I, I don't remember our class having a nickname. I you, think we were just O five. We were just O five. No. I don't remember. Yeah, uh, yeah. We oh we 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 thought we were a gang. Uh, okay, so uh, so we did the commercial uh, uh, critical reception. Well, I um, just I, about that critical reception about the idea that if you weren't a Dipset fan, you may not have heard all these. Actually, uh-huh. when I went back to listen to this recently, there were quite a few songs on here that I was very familiar with. And like I said, because my roommate was from New York, right? You know what yeah. I mean? Or my sweet mate, if you will, were from New York. So I always heard this, and like my best mm-hmm. friends from college, they were all bumping this. So I actually heard quite a. See, bit but of that's this. a college thing, like yeah. like. You know, whoever was my roommate, they probably had to listen to a bunch of Dog Pound and random West Coast shit. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's just kind of like that was one of the cool things about college is it's kind of a melting pot. People bring their own stuff and they put it in your space. Uh, But yeah. So um, what was your like? What was your perception when you first heard the album? I actually just first heard the album recently. Okay. because I never this was not one of those things that I was listening to my own. Like, And that's why I brought up the whole piece about. I was getting into classic rock and I was getting into jazz because uh-huh. those were the things that I was really consuming my time with. Mm. You know, if there was a hip hop album that I felt I needed to listen to, that I felt compelled to listen to, I would listen yeah. to it. Yeah. So if most Def is going to come out with something, if Kama is going to come out with something, if Wu-Tang is going to come out with something, Jay-Z, right. whatever, Nas, I'm going to listen to that stuff. Right, Scarface, right. Outkast, UGK, I'm going to listen to that stuff. Mm-hmm. Jewels was just... You know, and this is no disrespect to Jewels. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about my my mentality then. Yeah. Because I actually like Jewels Santana. But right. Jewels was in Dipset like they were clowns to me. Right. You know what I mean? And I don't mean to say that they were clown lyricists. Mm-hmm. What I mean is they were literally performative artists right. who were doing a lot of things for jokes. Mm-hmm. That's how I interpreted it at the time. Yeah. And so for me, I was like, I'm not going to take this music serious because they're right. not taking it serious. Yeah. So, you know... I didn't listen to this album start to finish at the time. I only mm-hmm. listened to the little bits and pieces that my roommates were, were, were hearing. Yeah, that's fair. I kind of, similar to you, um, I remember approaching this album and it's interesting, the sequencing of this album, which we'll get into a little yeah. later. But, um, you know, I, I mentioned Computers Putin, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, like I was really, I felt like, like you said, a lot of these cats, Cam included, 
had more potential than they were exhibiting. Mm-hmm. And um, and the same way you kind of were almost off put by the, the fact that it, it didn't seem like they were taking it seriously. I yeah. also was. So, you know, when I jump into the Jewel's album and he's saying he's making rhymes with wop, bop, babaloo, baboo <laughs> and stuff like that, you know, I'm just like, OK, this, this like this isn't what I was hoping for. I was hoping this guy was going to give us the bars that were getting in his freestyles and in mm-hmm. the, you know, the verses that I had heard. Um, so I listened to this album. There were some songs that I really liked on it. And then I kind of just trashed, trashed the rest. And this is before the days of, you know, you being able to just put some songs on a playlist and Spotify and keep it moving. So right. it was like, I would put the CD in, I would skip through to the three songs that I was really feeling or whatever. And then I would keep it moving. Um, so but, what, um, what were those three songs? Let's get into the highlights. Sure. So I can tell you what my highlights were back then. And then I can tell you what my highlights are well, now. That makes um, sense. I, I think my highlights, all my highlights then are still my highlights now. Okay. Um, Down was a highlight for me. Um, Back Again was a highlight for me. Uh, My Problem was a highlight for me. Interesting. Okay. Um, How I Feel. I actually liked a lot of these. Um, And then My Love was a highlight for me my love remix yeah um yeah and i'd, I'd say i think those were, were my highlights back then and then i mean i can add in the ones that i have now but the only highlight i had back then was dipset santana style that's the only yeah. highlight i had back then okay um but listen to this album now mm-hmm. i would say one day i smile yeah i like it yeah. um okay okay i like it i don't like the song placement of it okay but i but i like the track down mm-hmm. obviously mm-hmm. is is dope um, I will even say that you know what down is probably something that I liked back in the day yeah. as well. I remember um, uh, a freestyle. Shout out to Nicholas F. But I remember you know back in the days before anybody knew who Nicholas F. was, um, he used to do shows in the Charlottesville area. He's from Richmond. Uh, we did some shows together. He had a mixtape with him and his boys, and they really liked Dipset Beats, and they had a freestyle over down. And I remember us us bumping it, me J and E bumping it all the time. It's funny because. We looked at hip hop in a very competitive way, so mm-hmm. we 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 would look at other people, you know, and be like, "Er, you know, with the, with the ice grill." <laughs> but you know, every once in a while, somebody gave us their CD or something, and we were like, "Yo, this okay. this is really good." And I remember yeah. that that freestyle. But anyway. cartel showing respect, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, but other highlights, I would say Squale. Mm-hmm. I like Squale. Mm-hmm. I like My Love Remix, mm-hmm. and yeah, those are probably my highlights. Cool. Um, did you want to do some lowlights? Yeah, I could do some lowlights. Okay. Yeah, I definitely do some lowlights. So, Monster uh, Music. Yes. And the reason why this oh is a lowlight is because I had to hear the song all the fucking time. But they played this? Yo, you have no idea how oh, many times my so friends bad. played this. It's so it's bad. It's so bad. And let me but, tell you but, something. Okay. Go ahead. So, the one thing I wanted to say about this is the only reason I'm okay with this piece of music even existing in the world <laughs> is because I believe that this was the precursor to Kill a Cam. Um, okay. which, was, which was came yeah, out later. Yeah, yeah. That's actually one of my favorite Cameron songs. Yeah. I think what happened was I think the heat makers met Opera Steve. That Opera Steve is the guy who sings mm-hmm. Kill a Cam, Kill a Cam. And, and I think this was the first collaboration that they did where they took this, I think the guy is Moroccan or something like that, but he's this oh, opera God. singer. They met the guy. He, he worked for like the Harlem Philharmonic Opera or something like that. Okay. He was like, he's, he's a singer from Harlem. And they, uh, you know, got dude to sing on this song. And then later he sang on Killer Cam. So maybe this trash song was the song that we needed for them to get their first, you know, little romp out. And then they could, you know, really put it together like Voltron for Killer Cam. I think that's a fair assessment. 
yeah. that's a fair assessment what i will say about this music uh about this song so first of all i understand why this song is a highlight for some of my friends well at least at the time it just because it says dipset on it yeah it's just i i i, I get it <laughs> i just don't think it's a very good song it's in not. fact i think that if you complain about a lot of the bullshit dumb music that we hear nowadays mm-hmm. like from the yachties or, or the kodak blacks or whatever but you liked this song back in college mm-hmm. your opinion on anything anything yeah, yeah. literally anything is the sky blue is 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 <laughs> oxygen necessary is water necessary your opinion on anything is yeah. null and void. like literally <laughs> i don't respect anything you have to say right because this song in my you're talking about this song is a precursor to another song right in my opinion music like this was a precursor to a lot of the dumb shit we have to put up with nowadays mm. a lot of the ideas is like oh i can just make a silly song uh-huh. and it's kind of catchy but mm. it has no musical quality to it right but like we're all enjoying it we're all laughing at it so mm. we're gonna laugh at it together and we're mm. gonna tell you that it's so great and we're gonna play it all that you don't have mm-hmm. you don't have no idea how many times i had to put up with this fucking it's kind of like kind of like well, you know what you're talking about it's kind of like that that looking boy song uh you were something looking boy you were something looking boy <laughs> remember how that like actually became a single and it like i think the single actually went platinum i don't remember this but I'll you probably, do remember the song it's like a, I, when, when did it come out uh maybe oh six or something it was like shaking my head. I was, it was fully like in Nina Simone by pe- that point. People making the dozens, but it was a song. So he's like, he's like, uh, I know you wanna leave me. Temptations looking boy. I actually have never heard this. Oh man, it was that was. A, but anyway, it's like it's like like you said, people who just have no musical appreciation at all, mm-hmm. and so anything that's even remotely entertaining to them, yeah. that becomes what's good music, right? Because it sells. You know what it is? This music was fodder for the trolls. That's exactly what yeah. it is because I think that I had certain friends in college who knew that I hated music <laughs> like this, and because they didn't mind it, like they would play it and then they would get up and dance and all this other shit. You know, like, oh, you know what's God. the saddest thing about this song? If you listen to it till the very end, uh-huh. there's actually a part at the end where the whole beat drops out and it's just opera Steve yeah. and he's harmonizing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he sounds good. Yeah. Like. That tells me that this could have been a good song. Probably. But they just made some lazy shit where they just took it and then just threw some the same bass line that they always put in yeah. the same conga drums. I was just like, oh my God. This and I'm not sounds knocking, like 05. I'm not knocking Heat Makers. I yeah. like Heat Makers. Yeah, I, I like have a lot of respect for them. I just think that this is not a good song. Right. Um, and my, I guess, visceral reaction to this song is mm-hmm. less about the song itself and about how much I was forced to, to listen to this when I was <laughs> right. in school. So Any more yeah. low lights? <laughs> um, so I don't I'm not a big fan of Back Again but the okay. odd thing about it though is that I actually like the guy's voice I do too. on the hook mm-hmm. I really like his voice I just don't really like the hook and I don't like the song it's but hilarious. his voice is really good this man said I'm ricking in silly dough many O's like the Cereo Cheerios I was like seriously <laughs> sir yeah. Uh, no, I, I like this song, even though the, the raps are kind of corny. So how I mm. feel, um, the only de- mm. redeeming thing to me is that it's short. Okay. Uh, yeah. If this was a full, you know, three, four minutes, I'd be like, yo, I, I can't handle it. And the That's reason fair. why is because of placement in Agreed. the, uh, the yep. track list, right? Yep. This, around the time where we get to how I feel is around the time where I'm like, yo, like I need something to break yes. up this monotony. Yes, yes, And so at this point, how I feel and my negative attitude towards it is probably more 
the result of just where it's placed on the album Agreed. and just everything that comes before it. Man, because sequencing I, I to me is probably okay. Sequencing to me is a low light, but yeah, anyway, I'll let you. No, I'll let you continue is a low light. And in yeah. fact, when I do my make it a classic, sequencing mm. is going to be a very big thing. Right. Um, why it's it's funny like i think that when you listen to this album all the way through why is another one that's just not yeah. very great yeah. but if you just listen to why fresh it's not terrible right but i think i probably wouldn't include it on the album mm -hmm. um wherever i go is not a low light i'm actually going to keep it on the album but i'm going to make some changes you got to mad it. low lights bruh for something that people are calling a class <laughs> so let's go to me uh -huh. is a fucking low light yeah. i can't like first of yeah. all Look, I love Marvin Gaye. Uh -huh. Let's get it on. I recognize it's a classic. It's yeah. not one of my favorite Marvin Gaye songs. I don't okay. dislike the track, uh -huh. but it's not one of those Marvin Gaye songs I could just listen to over and over and over again. Okay. You know, you know, you have uh -huh. it once on the playlist, and I'm good. I want to hear a different Marvin Gaye song. Yeah. This song, "Let's Go," is another one that is a horrible, horrible piece of music. This was my biggest low light when it when it came out. It's trash, and yet <laughs> I had to listen to this song all the fucking time again, again. I had to listen to this, and look. <laughs> I'm not trying to, to trash the heat makers, uh, right? But I think that there's too many heat makers yeah, beats on yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. They don't have enough vers versatility in their music to provide the skeletal pieces of your album, in right, my opinion. Right. And this was just another one that was silly. It was fodder for the trolls. Mm. And they're like, oh, it's a Marvin Gaye sample. And some people were even doing the little Hey Ma dance to it. And it's just like, <laughs> it's just not a good song. It's not a good song. I don't like it. And right. I think it's trash. Okay. Is that um, all your? So those are the low lights. But that being said, there's some other songs on here that I would take out. We'll, we'll They're get not necessarily we'll get low there. lights. We'll get there. Yeah. So let me get let me get my low lights in before we get there. Yes, please. Uh, do. So let's go was my biggest low yeah. light at the time. Um, I'm so glad that we agree I, on I the wanna, two main low lights. I'm so glad we agree. I want to put put you guys in my mind frame. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm even though I like my West Coast stuff. I'm loving DJ Quick. You know, I, I like the Rockefeller movement and everything. I'm still kind of a ruckus kid. I think the same way your, you know, hip hop compass kind of was was defaulted to Wu Tang, and still, I, you but, know, but I still I think, had love for the 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 tribe and the ruckus and the common yeah. and, and the roots and stuff like I that. I think my like you know geographic north was the ruckus sound, mm -hmm. like like to me like that's what hip hop sounds like. Yes, and so let's go to me was the beginning of hip hop that didn't have rules anymore. Um, okay. In that, like, to All sample right. a record that's so popular yeah. and so recent that it's just like, and then, like, to not even, like, just chop it up. Like, it's like, you're literally just rapping over a classic, like, R&B record. I yeah. was so angry at this record. And I remember, I remember having this album. I, I, I think, I think Ryan burnt it for me. Okay. And I had this, this CD and I remember. DJ Ryan? Yeah, DJ Shout Ryan. Ryan. Shout out to Ryan. And I remember me, Omari, and this dude, Mike, we went to, um. We went to Miami for uh, for spring break, and I remember us putting the CD on, and Omari just flipping to this track over and over again, and it was just me just being like, "Oh my God, I'm so angry at this." So that that's that's why it was it such a low light for me. From <laughs> now 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 like today, it's actually not really a low light for me anymore. Wow. And, and, and the reason wow. it's not a low light for me anymore. Is because there's no rules anymore. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Like, all right that's back fair. then it was that like it was like you know there were just certain things you didn't do like like you just you couldn't do things yeah. and like this was like literally somebody just coming in and just shitting all over what I thought the rules of hip hop were. So no, and I think that's actually a very astute assessment. Again, yeah, yeah that's kind of what what I didn't oh. like about Dipset in general because yeah. I actually think that the main two MCs, in my opinion. <laughs> 
Cameron and Jewel's can right. rap. Right. But in terms of the music that they were putting forth, especially around this time, mm-hmm. I thought that they were intentionally disobeying a lot of the rules in hip hop. And they yeah. were doing it just because fuck it. Fuck it. Yeah. And let's go like it takes no creativity mm-hmm. to, to make that right like like and and that's no disrespect to them again like it's a little jam that i can listen to now i'd be like oh that's, that's cute but um back then i was really upset about it i'm surprised you didn't say now what right we have another lackluster jazzy Faye you're not a jazzy Faye fan it's at not all. a low light although um, i'll get to i'll get to now um, what. actually yeah, no, i'll talk about it's a now record what. that should be better but anyway so oh. all right ti really redeems the hell, hell out of oh, this yeah. song T.I. Yeah. comes strong on the song. And that hook, mm. that hook goes hard. And that's now cool. what? Like, mm. that's the reason why it's not a low light to me. Because yeah. I can actually kind of bump to T.I.'s flow a mm. little bit. Um, the, uh. the, the actual notes on the beat itself aren't terrible. But mm. some of the instrumentation that Jazzy Faye uses is horrible. I think, he this, has, I think the pr- production sounds like everything else uh, that he was doing around this time. And, you know, like you said, it's just a song that should have been better. You know, T.I. and Jewels are like kind of the next up hungry guys that are on their way up. And then we get this like really basic ass Jazzy Faye beat. It's a song that I'm actually going to keep on the album. I'm just going to probably spruce it up. But like I said, some of the instrumental choices that they use are really, really poor. Mm -hmm. And in particular, if you notice, if you listen. Mm -hmm. And when we do this segment on the on the podcast, I'm going to cut out my vocal and I'm just going to play the beat. You're going to hear that there is a, an instrument that they're using that literally sounds like a fucking fart noise. <laughs> like when you do the when when people try to imitate a fart noise, they go. <laughs> there's an instrument they use, <laughs> and it's throughout the whole fucking song. That's- It's what like are I you said, doing? It's bad, dog. It's really <laughs> awful. Why would you... What in your mind would make you think that this was an appropriate instrument to use? Uh, it was fucking terrible choice. Yeah. And sorry, everyone's going to listen to this and hopefully you guys find the humor in it because it's just like... Yeah. It's so bad. Yeah. It's so bad. Speaking of immature things, another low light to me was some of these skits, which I feel like you have to have yeah. immature skits to have a dipset yeah. album. Like It's just kind of a dipset thing. Um, and then lastly, and I'll leave it alone after that, as um, this is for my homies entirely um, is, is, is bad to me. Like, I, it just, no. I'll even go a step further and say it didn't belong on this album. Okay. Um, if, you, if you are a Dipset fan or even not, if you've heard Jim Jones's first album, it's called On My Way to Church. This album should have been on On My Way to Church. Um, I got you. The aesthetic the sounds like, like On My Way to Church. It's almost more of a Jim Jones song than it is a Joel yes, song. I agree. It just didn't even need to be on here. So, I didn't uh, want to call it a low light just because, I mean, it's a, it's a serious subject matter. Yeah. And so I wasn't going to call it a low light. Um, I think it actually does have some redeemable qualities, but I think you're right. Initially, and we haven't even gotten to the make it a classic portion yet, but mm-hmm. I was actually going to keep it on the album and shorten it and take out a lot of Jim Jones stuff. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I think that now stuff. that you mentioned it, we can keep the song, just put it on a different album. Yeah, I think that, yeah. that's fine. So yeah. yeah, I'll probably just cut it out all together. Yeah. So should we start with the make of the classic or? Let's do it. All right, right off the top, I need for Cameron and Jim Jones to not be the executive producers of this album. Oh, okay. I think that 
look, if we're going to compare, when we talk about ways, right? Right. Um, I think that the other group of MCs or rappers, if you will, <laughs> I don't even call them MCs anymore. They were out around this time. They had, you know, their their wave was coming up was the G Unit wave. Uh -huh. And I think that if we're saying that Fifty Cent is the head of G Unit and Cameron is the head of Dipset. Mm -hmm. um, then I think that we would say that Lloyd Banks was the number two mm -hmm. in G-Unit, at least from the lyrical perspective. Right, Jewels right. was the number two. Right. In my opinion, like, Jewels is way better than Lloyd Banks, in my mm -hmm. opinion. Just, um, just fl flat out rapping? Yeah, I, I think so. Okay. I, I, because I, G Lloyd Banks has never appealed to me. And I'm not trying uh -huh. to, there's no diss. He's just right. never done it for me. I, I think if you, a lot of people I think like if him you they, bust them down line for line, Lloyd Banks blows Jewels out of the water. But maybe. artistry is more than just words. Yeah. And I think that's where Lloyd Banks just loses. Right? Maybe, maybe. And yeah. that's fair. But I, I think that there, for as much as we talk about how Jewels is kind of silly in parts of this album, there's other mm. parts of this album where you could tell that Jewels is actually taking music serious. Yeah. He's trying to right. and i think that when you have an album that is executive produced by cameron and jim jones <laughs> at this time okay they're not interested in that mm. and i think that you actually did you well santana a disservice because mm. you probably could have made this album a classic okay um, so the very first thing that we are doing is we are getting rid of them so as who are we replacing them with? in terms of an executive producer yeah, who's executive producing the album okay give it to kanye give it to kanye or let just blaze have a chance and so I think that one of the things that we need to do is we need to break up some of the monotony in this album. Mm -hmm. um, I think that we mm -hmm. can start it off with all of the heat makers tracks that we do, mm -hmm. but at some point we need uh, two Kanye tracks and uh -huh. at least one Just Blaze track. We're, we're on the same page. We're on the same page. We are on the same page. We're on the same page already. All right. Um, so all for right. me, like I kind of like the champ is here as an intro. Okay. I just wish that he dropped the verse. Yeah. That's it. Drop a verse. The Champions here is actually is a, is a decent, strong point to the album. Mm. Um, just drop a verse. It doesn't need to be two minutes and 25 seconds long. Just have a little quick I little... I thought it was just some silly dipshit shit. The beat, the beat isn't bad, though. Yeah, it's cool. I think the beat is solid. So cool. It's, it's, an, it's an intro, mm -hmm. a, a, a quick little hot 16, and we're good to go. Okay. Um, one day I smile. I kind of like it. Again, mm -hmm. it it's kind of has like an intro feel to it. Mm -hmm. Um yeah we can keep it it kind of explains a lot how his journey about how he gets into Dipset and how they're already on the stage and all this other stuff mm -hmm. um i like the beat i thought the lyrics were straight it's cool um okay okay we're keeping but we're gonna put that at the end like that's my outro it's okay. okay okay i really like the energy i like the heat makers beat i like the hook okay 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 like mm -hmm. look if we're gonna do some of the silly stuff like that is tolerable to me i okay. can i can handle it but I think it needs to go at the end of the album. Right. Um, if we're gonna keep these skits, you know, they the skits don't need to be tracks. Put them at the end of the songs. But let's yeah. let's talk about this first one. This <laughs> down skit. Yo, who the fuck thought that this shit was funny? For, uh, freaky Zeke. It's not funny. And it's that's dumb. it's not funny at all. But it's like, it's it's some Zeke shit though. It's like look like i'm not even saying that some of this misogynistic you know has sex gets like i'm not saying i don't enjoy some of them mm -hmm. this one is just fucking stupid yeah. but he here's the one thing i i have to credit them uh -huh. is that vomit sound effect sounds legit <laughs> it really sounds like she's throwing up in the car yeah so for people who haven't listened to this album uh -huh. i'm gonna go ahead and just explain it basically this dude is getting his dick sucked and he keeps telling her, yo, put more of the dick in your mouth. So she goes oh, deeper God. and deeper until she gags and then she throws up all over his car and she tries to clean it up and he leaves her out on the side yeah, of the road. I don't see me looking at the floor right now. Some of them, somehow they thought that this shit was funny, right? It's not <laughs> funny. It's dumb. 
But I do have to give him props. That is a legit vomit sounding sound effect. Uh, the one thing I, I will give for this uh, is that um, it is a very dipset skit. Yeah. As you said, it did, it is fairly realistic sounding. Um, and it goes right in the time frame of all these rappers being obsessed with head. head. Yeah. And so I, you know, I think out of all of the intolerable skits on here, I think this is actually one of the <laughs> least intolerable joints for me. But anyway, okay. go ahead. Um, down we're keeping, but we're adding Cam to it. Okay. Like because look, like it's the same Mary J sample that they took for Oh Boy. Oh boy, yep. Um, I think there were actually several different Mary J um, songs I'm going down. Uh-huh. Uh, and there were several different remixes. And I want to feel like, I feel like they took one of the remixes of that track to make this beat, maybe. But I think that because you had Jewels mm-hmm. on the old boy with Cam, yeah. you should have had Cam on this one. Huh. Um, it's not even all that necessary. I mean, because you can have Cam anywhere else on the album. I just right, right. feel like that would have been a good place to put him. Yeah. I think one thing I would I would say in addition to what you're saying is that uh is that you know the fact that they were actually able to put both of, make both of these beats and they don't sound really redundant. I mean mm-hmm. maybe if they had put them on the same album it probably would have been redundant, but the fact that they were able to kind of carry on with another beat with the same sample and it's still entertaining and stuff, props to the heat makers for that. Yeah. So we're cutting monster music and this is where yeah. our first Kanye West beat is going to go. Right okay. up to here. So okay. we we've, we've got a, a solid run Champ is here, One Day I Smile, Down. And then, so that's that's a good three-track run. We're going to okay. put in a Kanye sample to do what he has is to do. Is it going to be like a sped-up soul sample? Like yeah, the it's going to be, like? but he's probably going to try to add a little bit more musicality, although... Okay. Kanye was kind of hit or miss at this time in terms of some of the the, the musicality. At that this he was, time, he didn't have a whole lot of musicality. Yeah, some of the songs did, but some of them didn't. Hopefully, he's yeah. got a little bit more. Right. But let, let's just do something to break up the heat makers yeah. monotony because yep. you've got you know six straight tracks yep. of heat makers followed by Charlemagne beat followed by another two hit makers right. tracks. It's just it's just too much. Right. So we're also gonna cut. For me, I'm gonna cut back again. Look, I like the guy in the hook, but it's just, I just don't mm. need the song. Right. Um, but we are going to keep My Problem. And the, My Problem is a song I think we should talk about a little bit. Yeah, let's. Let me get to my. I think yeah. one thing that's interesting about this, just to kind of, you know, keep it going is, is that um, we later are introduced to the woman that Jewels has been in a relationship with all these years on Love and Hip Hop. Um, okay. I, I don't remember what her name is, Light Skid Chick. Um, but it's just interesting. Are they still together now? I think they are still together, yeah. Okay. And um and you know you, you know Jewels is now about to go on trial, face twenty twenty five years I thought he was uh, on, in on that jail. gun charge. Oh, okay. yeah. All so right. he um he showed up to I believe it Wait, was twenty five years on a gun charge. Well, I be, he God, we'll, we'll talk I about. Fucking hate black people. Go ahead. Yeah. So he shows up to like I think it was Laguardia. It could have been JFK. He shows up to the airport with a gun in oh, his bag. Um and then TSA fishes it out and he he takes off running. He runs all the way out of the airport like he's not Joel Santana and we don't know who he is. He hops in a cab and dips back into the city. Obviously, they know who he is, so they pick him up. Um, the thing about Joel's that I think a lot of cats don't know is that he he had priors. Like He had a, a really big situation that happened maybe 10 years ago um, where he basically got bagged on weed charges. He was selling massive amount of weed, um, amounts of weed out of his crib in Jersey. The issue was that the crib was right next door to an elementary school. And so it was in a school zone. And you know how you get you get mandatory yeah. multipliers for yeah. selling drugs in a school zone. Um, from what I heard, his man's kind of took took the brunt of the charge. So he ended up getting like probation and his man is doing a bajillion years on, on the charge. But 
I think if he had no priors, maybe this gun charge might have been lighter. But now he's facing like 20, 25 <sighs> years on this. Sorry to hear that, Duels. That's got to yeah, suck. Yeah. But that's I actually don't, I don't judge the man, but we got to make better choices too. Yo, but the, the wild shit about it is that's that's a scene from Atlanta. Oh, from the show Atlanta. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> like, it's like that. what really happened in Atlanta. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, um, we're introduced to his relationship. This is a domestic violence song. Yeah, which He's, you don't hear that much of. Not at all. Like RZA has a song about domestic violence. I think okay. it's actually called domestic violence. Okay. Um, but you don't hear too many people talk about. Uh, is he being honest? Did mm -hmm. he really beat up his woman? I think that's uh, something that really happened. Yeah. He yeah. talks about being in court and, you know, the whole nine. So, so from two sides of this let's just say it's just a song mm -hmm. and let's say it actually like some of the stuff really happened like if it really, it really happened, happened and he's really has domestic violence issues the fact that he's gonna talk about it i kind of respect i super respect it um because i think that look it's, it's nothing to be proud of yeah and it's nothing to champion at all mm -hmm. but i mean there how many times do we not hear from people that we want to hear from mm -hmm. at least it sounds like he's willing to face the music man i tell you what it, it's a really real song he talks about how um her brothers yeah. uh, are looking for him like trying to trying to fight him he talks about how it, it affects her and how right. she seems so hurt by it he talks about going to court and you know her pressing charges and how he doesn't blame her for pressing charges because yeah. he doesn't want to glorify or or you know pardon what he did yeah um i mean i actually the, to me this is one of the stronger songs just for the subject matter yeah for the subject matter yes as a song itself uh music is okay but mm -hmm. i mean i think that this is one of those songs where the music doesn't have to be great yeah like lyrically I was impressed. I think it's an important piece of the music uh, of the album, and it's obviously something that I need. We need. We need to keep. Right. Um, yeah. You just don't hear that this much. Not at all. So uh, that's fine. How I feel initially, I was going to cut it, but I think that we can actually keep it because of how short it is. Yeah. Um, and I think that because we've kind of broken up the monotony a little bit by adding a Kanye track in here right. and removing monster music and in my opinion back again uh -huh. how i feel is fine but we are going to get rid of why just because i don't think that we 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 need it yep wherever i go we're going to keep but mm -hmm. i i kind of like this track but mm -hmm. i think that it needs a, a powerful horn section mm. on the hook so um it's like wherever i go you know there are like horns a, there uh, yeah but it needs to it needs to be power like i okay. want like a brass section because i think like, i heard like a, a, dun, 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 like it sounded something. like a muted trombone um, yeah i don't want it. something muted yeah, i wanted yeah. i want loud instrumentation on yeah. this at least for the hook yeah. um so that's what i'm doing there uh dip set obviously this song is fire yeah um we're not going to change anything about it mm -hmm. maybe we can remove the skit altogether or put it at the end of the wherever i go mm -hmm. but um oh wait no this is the one so this dip set skit, skit. this is the one where freaky ziki is like Hey, bitch, who's that? Yeah. I'm gonna be in Dipset. This gotta yeah, go. no, this one is it's gone. Gotta go. This yeah. one is gone. This one, this one is, is uh, you're right. It's worse than the down skit. Yeah. Um, Squale, another one, an another skit mm -hmm. where he's talking about. Uh, yeah, this skit's gotta go too. W wasn't this the one where he was just saying that the are cops you, were coming? Are something? you the police? Are you the police? Something, <laughs> like, something along those lines. Yeah. Uh, but Squale is a song that I like. I like. So we're too. gonna keep it. Yeah. Um, Raindrops is a song that I like, but here's mm. what I had to say about Raindrops. Right. Uh -huh. When when I first hear the hook. I thought that this was going to be another clown song. And uh, then the hook continues, you're like, oh, he's actually talking about something serious. Yeah. But I thought that they were going to do something that 
uh, sounds all sentimental and they were going to do something yeah. ironic by shitting over the subject yeah, matter. Yeah. The simple fact that I thought that that's what this song was going to be you never is very to. telling about this album in general. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because right. I fully prepared to hear them do something ironically funny and right, 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 right. But it's not. Yeah. It's a good song, so we're obviously going to keep it. Yeah. Uh, My Love Remix, keeping it. I even mm-hmm. like Jim Jones' verse on here. Uh, that track is dope. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. This is actually Heatmaker's kind of done right. Right. You know what I mean? So we're going to definitely keep it in that regard. Let's go. We're getting rid of. Now what? Mm. I'm not getting rid of it. Like I said, just make the beat a little bit better. Mm. Um, I think Joel's on here is fine. And a TI on here is obviously great. I like the hook. Mm. Um, I do not like Jazzy Faye, but whatever. It's not his worst beat. I just, that fart noise is just really, really bad. Uh, it's really, really poor choice. And then, like I said, uh, we're getting rid of this is for my homies, and we're gonna put okay, okay mm-hmm. at the back here. Just two more, two more things because I've cut a lot. Mm-hmm. I want to add a couple tracks in here. So after wherever I go, I'm probably gonna put in a Just Blaze track, and then someplace, sometime between like Dipset and Squale, I'm inserting another Kanye track. Okay. And yeah, that's pretty much what I'm gonna do. Is it a classic? I think that it's yeah. I think I think it is. I think that okay. if you get rid of Cam and Jim Jones as executive producers, and you actually allow Jewels to do some real musical stuff, you get right. some other producers in there like Just Blaze and Kanye West, who are at least interested in making music. Mm-hmm. Um, and look, and I, again, it's not a slight to heat makers, but there's some songs on here that are really monotonous. Right. Um, that they probably didn't even have all that much control over. It. You yeah. know, one of the executive producers was probably like, "Hey, just do this right here. Oh, we gonna we gonna rock this. Yeah, we like that right there." <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah I, I think that if you make this a little bit more musical in certain places and you allowed Joel to take it seriously, I think you actually would have had a really good piece of music. Dope. One thing I will say about the executive producers um, on mine is that I think that um, Jim Jones actually doesn't get enough credit as an executive producer um, in that. You know, I think at this point in time, Jim Jones is still this kind of hype man that's in the background mm-hmm. and nobody really knows. But one thing that a lot of people didn't know is um, starting from Cameron's earliest stuff, we're talking horse and carriage. Jim Jones was sitting behind the directors of their music videos and he was he was learning how to direct mm-hmm. and everything from Oh Boy going forward. Jim Jones was the director of every Dipset music video. Oh, was he? Um, Yeah. He's somebody who, like, I think he talks a lot, and I think he... I think he likes to carry himself a certain way, mm-hmm. and that way makes people think he's less intelligent than he is. I never I thought think, he was. I think stupid. Jim Jones is really smart. Yeah, I've never, um, I've never questioned and, his intelligence. Yeah, and I and I think that I actually think he understands music more than other people. Oh, some sure. people think he does. Oh, sure. And, and I think the fact the the fact that he understands music the way he does is more of a testament to his career as a musician than his talent. I don't think he's a talented musician. No. I don't think he's a good rapper. No. Um, I don't. But I don't but either. I think you know i think he makes up for that in acumen and charisma um i would agree with that i don't, ha- yeah. I don't have anything to to, to counter that with other mm. than just the fact that one of the things that's frustrating on this album is that you can tell that yeah. they don't care about some of that stuff yeah they don't care about making good music and it's mm. frustrating because there was some mm. good potential on here so i think i put i put jim dame and kanye as the as the trifecta of, okay. of executive producers right. on this album right. I, can get um, I think maybe i i felt 
this was more of a redeemable album in terms of what was already here. Mm-hmm. Um, I, in addition, added a Kanye beat and a, and a Just Blaze beat. There we go. Um, the Just Blaze beat is is very important. Obviously, you know I'm a big Just Blaze fan. Of course. Um, but you should be a, a right. big Just Blaze fan. But um, I think one of the things that this album lacks is a strong second uh, single or second hit song. Okay. Um, and I think Dipset Santana's Town was big. It had Cam on it. Yeah. I think um, at the time. They, they benefited just as much as they rebelled from their Rockefeller association and mm-hmm. that Rockefeller was was such a, a moving freight train that they were able to piggyback off other people's singles so right. when records like Rock the Mic came out yeah. even though they weren't on Rock the Mic they were on on um, Rockefeller so it was mm-hmm. like you know it, it's still their momentum like continued on right but they need like a Rock rock the Mic on here like, like mm-hmm. a record that's like just all the way far away smash yeah. you know um freeway had the record with pd crackle um you know that i want that's the just blaze i want right like i want something that's like you hear the song just immediately oh you, you gotta see you gotta see outlaw's face like it just lit up when he heard when he heard the, the song yeah, like, like, it's a staple yeah it's it like a staple. they need a record like that on here to where when people remember this record yeah. they remember it like oh that song you know what i mean mm-hmm. so th- that's that's what i want from just blaze but um like i said i think the biggest the biggest detriment to this album is sequencing Mm -hmm. um and so i started out by kind of trying to take a stab at what the first five songs were going to be on the record so this is where you're gonna now disagree with me that's fine Um, track one is now let's go Oh, wow. And I'll tell you why track one is let's go. I wasn't expecting that. Track one is let's go because Dipset, as you said, was defined by the fact that they said fuck the rules. Yeah. Right? They were like, look, we don't care. We're just going to bring you straight energy and you're going to love it. We don't care what you're supposed to do. We don't care about hip hop. We don't care about uh, New York versus the Dirty South. We don't care about any of that. We're going to mm. bring TI on our record. We're going to we're going to do course. all this stuff, right? Yeah. They had crunk, they had a song called Crunk Music on, you know, on their on their album. Like they were doing stuff that New Yorkers were not doing. And I sure. think that they almost don't even get enough credit for that, right? When <laughs> when the Jays of the world with the with later later he kind of, you know, I guess accepted it. And then here and there, you know, he had the record with UGK and yeah. stuff like that. But Jay kind of turned the, the his nose records of his career. But he kind of turned his nose up at at like I feel like the gatekeepers of of New York hip hop kind of turned their nose at the South a little bit. And I'm not I sure think, I agree with that. And I think I'm not that, sure if I agree with that at all. I, I I do. And I think and I think Cam. This is something that Cam takes a lot of credit for. The Dipset were the first people to openly. Hand, arms out embrace all of the south the fact that their sound was taking over they were like cool we'll just rap on beats like them we'll have them on our records they were like the beginning of the like this new york and atlanta like cross pollination that we got in this time frame I, my take from that is that the gatekeepers of hip-hop in new york actually appreciated a lot of the quintessential southern artists right so they liked ghetto boys they right. liked ugk they liked outcast they liked scarface they liked uh ball and g right. you know they liked um um dev the dude and uh if you want to call the miami cats um dirty south uh mm-hmm. luke they like they like those cats mm-hmm. i think that if they were turning their nose to anything it might have been Cash money and no limit, no limit uh, specifically. Maybe, I think but I they, don't think that. I think now, so 
now the one of the biggest rappers from New York sounds like he's from Houston, right? Like ASAP yes. Rocky. Like yeah, yeah, this yeah, cross pollination yeah. of you know New York supposed to sound like this, Atlanta yeah. supposed to sound like this. These the guys in my mind, right? These guys in my mind were the first people who openly embraced like we're New York as fuck, but yeah. like. We want Lil Wayne on all our shit. We want T.I. on all our shit. We we want to we wanna do tracks with Jazzy Faye. We want our sound to just be our sound. And we don't care what the rules are in terms of how hip-hop is segmented. But we even had a segment on murder music where we were talking about how Ma Deep featured Southern artists and had this other producer on But that's there. just, okay, they, they had their one Southern cut. Every yeah. album had one Southern cut, but it's not the same as as artists like, like the Dipset, right? They came out with Santana's Town, right? Santana's Town was the single from this project, and it, was, it featured all New York artists rapping yeah. over a Dirty South beat. I don't disagree with what you're talking about in terms of the embracing of the South sound. I mm -hmm. don't disagree with that. Where I disagree is the uh, the idea that some of you know the quintessential hip hop legends from New York were turning their nose at Southern artists. I disagree with that. Okay, that's fine. Anyway, going forward, so let's go. Starts sets the tone of the album. Um, you know, it it tells us that there's no rules. It tells us that they're just gonna do them. Um, I leave it as it is. It's fine. Um, wow. Track two, back again. Um, when I heard back again in terms of where it where it fit in this album, it just didn't it didn't fit, right? Okay. Like it was just like back back again, but you're halfway through your album. Like why are you why are you back, right? So so this gives like us like a okay you're back again. Um, I add Jay Mills to this song. Okay. Uh, reason being, this is around the time that um, the Smack DVDs are real big. Yeah. Um, you know, Harlem and New York in general are is really benefiting from this freestyle battle culture. Mm -hmm. And Jay Mills is one of the biggest he people is. Yeah, in I it. Remember that. And um, and he's from Harlem. And so you know, Harlem's back again. And then you get this rapper that you're already hearing from, and it kind of connects the dots between these guys who are Harlem street rappers and these street DVDs that are kind of going on at the same time. Real quick, with Jay Mills, um, mm -hmm. who was that rapper in the band with the Diddy's group? Was it mm -hmm. Elliot Ness or whatever? It was Ness that got killed by Jay Mills. He got killed, wait, in lyrically, in the yeah, battle? Yeah, lyrically, the battle. Okay, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, 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 yeah. at the time, Jay Mills was killing everybody. Yeah, like, okay. he, he, was, he was nuts. Right. Um, so, yeah, so, by the way, Champ is here is out of here. One Day I Smile is actually out of here, too, okay. for me. Um, so, track two is, is Back Again. Track three is um, Dipset Santana's Town. I mean, it's just like okay. you got a single, you got to kind of push it up towards the top of the, of the album. Um, you know, especially for people who don't know the artist, and, yeah. you know, trying to get him. Um, how I feel is track four. Um, okay. Track four. I mean, I, I just think that how I feel also is important. Like you got to kind of push it up because it's a, it's like. Jewels is really introducing us to who he is, and and these are like kind of the records that tell us like, oh, this is who he is. Um, track five is My Love Remix. Okay. Um, on My Love Remix, there's actually another remix uh, of My Love that features Freeway. Um, I want a, a ver the version on the album to have both Jim Jones and Freeway. Okay. So you know those are the um, the top joints, and then I just I just go you know track for track. Um, I, I cut uh, the champ is here. Um, oh, I put uh, one day I, I smile. I put uh, Jim Jones on it. Oh, I think you said you're gonna cut it. Yeah, I, I was wrong. Okay. I put Jim Jones on it because I think that like 
I, I like the length. I like that it's short. Yeah. But I think that the subject matter is very Jim Jones. Okay. Jim Jones kind of when he first came out, he really fashioned himself as like Tupac. Like right. he, he kind of had like the whole Tupac style and you know swag on the on the on songs and everything. Um, okay, okay. I have later in the album, but um, it's not a song. It's it's one verse. And he says the okay, okay, okay. And then if you remember in the on the song, after he says the okay, okay thing, they kind of fade the beat out. And then the beat comes back in and he's still rapping. So it just faded out? Yeah, just faded out. I don't want to okay. hear that other shit. Because, I mean, it's, it's not like he's saying anything. Yeah. You know. Uh, like I said, down, I kept the skit just because... I mean, it's we need an ignorant skit to have a Dipset album. If you say so. Um, <laughs> name me a Dipset album that doesn't have an ignorant skit on it. Like I know all the Dipset catalog. Come on, man. I mean, yeah, Doug. If you listen to their albums, they have okay, at doggy. least one on every single joint. Hey, doggy. Exactly. That's like their calling card. So downstairs, monster music is out of here. Thank you. Um, my problem, jealousy, is is, is still there. there, and I'm not I'm not touching it. Yeah. Um, why I was going to cut. And then I was like, let, I need a record that has Hellrell and J.R. Ryder on it. Um, they, they, they later kind of became the Dipset tandem. That was like, you got the core members of Dipset and then you got everybody else okay. and they were the everybody else. All right. So why for me, it's just like, it's so repetitive that yeah. you can't just have one person on it. Like right. it, it gets so boring so fast. So, you know, I have like one, the one um, Jewel's verse, um, and then he kind of lets it ride out to the Y. And then I have Hellrell and, J- and JR Ryder going back and forth on that record. Uh, wherever I go, to me, I liked it, and it stays, it cool. stays how it is. Um, and then the Dipset skit is cut. Um, the Squale skit I thought was, was fine. I mean, it's, it's a Dipset skit. Um, Are we keeping Squale? We're keeping Squale. Keep it squale. stays as, as is. Yeah. I liked it. Um, I'm gonna skip past raindrops and, I, and I'll explain that in a minute. Uh, the now what song again? This is the Jazzy Faye that you hate, yeah. and the Jazzy Faye that to me is like, okay, why are albums having a Jazzy Faye cut? <laughs> um, so but TI, as you said, he was just so redeemable yeah. as an artist, he really was on this. Um, so what I do is this we reproduce this whole song. Um, this is a UGK produced song. Uh, Pimp C produces it. Bun or, B is or featured. Ono Joe or No Joe, one of them. <laughs> right. Bun B is featured okay. um, with Ti. So I like, it's, I like uh, it already. It's I like Pimp it already. C. Yeah. So we, we get we get UGK and and, and Ti. Um, I cut. This is for my homies. I, I, I yeah. discussed that earlier. Now the album ends with raindrops. Okay. And um, the way we make raindrops a better song is. The vocal performance wasn't bad, but it wasn't no. great either. Yeah, I agree. Um, at the time, Jaheem was doing hooks for Cam and stuff like mm. that. He was kind of a, a known singer. I think Jaheem could sing on this. His voice would be a little more recognizable, and he makes the song popular. So I'm, okay. I'm thinking either if if I can't get Jaheem, I'm getting Anthony Hamilton, but I'm gonna get like mm. I'm gonna get a singer that's a little more recognizable. Um, yeah. And then, and I'm gonna end the record off with raindrops, which is like, yo, you know, this is like, he's telling you about his life. It's it's an in depth record, um, okay. and then that's my album. Somewhere in the middle, I got a Kanye record. And Somewhere in the middle, I got a Just Blaze banger that takes yeah. this album out of here, and that's my album. You know, the only thing that I, 
I, I don't like both Let's Go and Back Again, but mm-hmm. the rest of the album, the rest of what you're talking about, yeah, I mean, I think you got a lot of good stuff in there. Yeah. Um, we have a lot of the same same ideas, mm-hmm. but uh, I, I think we definitely disagree on, on those two. But ultimately, though, I think we agree with the general concept that there were some songs on here that they just didn't take serious. Right. And in general, I think this was a project that they kind of took serious, but kind of didn't. Mm-hmm. And I think that you know, Jewel's benefits from being in Dipset, but at the same time, there's also some things that, also some areas where they hold him back, in my opinion. Yeah, interesting. So, I think later they lean into the concept of just making albums that are just full charisma. Yeah. They hadn't really gotten here yet. When they decided, when they decided Jim Jones was really going to come out, they were like, we're just going to lean into this. We're ignorant and we just do, we just do, you know, charismatic shit and people like it. Yeah. So this is somewhere in between. Oh, the one other thing that I want to add before we get out of here is I added a song that was on a mixtape, but never came out on an album. Um, You're going to love me. So I don't know if you remember, but around the same time that they did the I Choose You sample before it came out with uh, with the uh, International Players Anthem, they also did I ch- uh, they also did You're Gonna Love Me from Dreamgirls. They're not um, the only ones who did that. The though. original, yeah, the original. There's several people who sampled that. The first people that did it, in my mind, were were the Dipset. Um, oh, okay. Joel Santana had a song called You're Gonna Love Me. It appeared on mixtapes um, and he killed it. And it's with the original You're Gonna Love Me with uh, from Jennifer Holiday yeah. before yeah, yeah, before yeah. It, it reappeared with uh, Jennifer Hudson. So uh, I just want to highlight that song. That song was crazy. It killed the mixtape circuit. I want that somewhere on this album. There's also a group from the South. I forget their names where they had that. They had a video for it as well. Oh, using yeah. that same beat, same sample, everything. Oh, the Jewel's joint was so hard. I'll have to, I'll have yeah. to go back and and check for that one but yeah, I, yeah. I know the beat that you're referring to yeah you, yeah yeah that was that was back when they were killing the mixtapes that they, they, uh, cam had a bunch of crazy mixtape records too that didn't make it on on albums so anyway um i think that's it for this this episode uh anything else you want to include no uh, i think that just about covers it peace peace Just it.
the game in so many ways I'm disgusted This ain't on my budget My plans on my roster Yeah, I couldn't handle the vodka Bananas and agua Kept me healthy and my stamina proper The hammer and oxa Kept my grams in my stock up Due to my stash Kept my pants and my socks up Cause getting caught by the cops sucks I don't wanna go through it no more Man, I've been through it so long That's why I'm moving so strong like Y'all ain't fucking with me I told y'all, I showed y'all great Yeah, ask your bitch again She know about the Michelin Long dick, knee stitches with Yeah, I'm done man I ain't even doing it no more Way I maneuver through this beat like Yeah, we keep heat, give a fuck about your peace, like 